Yo, what's up, everybody? This is Yay Martinez. This is Big Jeff. And this is Beauty and the Beast Mode. Podcast. Season. Five. Episode. We don't do that no we more. We don't do that no more. Stay focused, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Big Jeff, what's happening, baby? Uh, hello. Yeah, oh, yeah. What was that, bro? You going, huh? You in a growth spurt? I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just laughing for some reason. I don't even know That's why. That's good, man. It's it's a good thing to laugh, bro. <laughs> it's a good thing to laugh. We gotta laugh at ourselves. We gotta laugh at the world. Um, we have to find moments of joy and inspiration. And that's why we're here, because we are here to put positivity back out into the world. Yep, a little that's more positivity. That's what this podcast is, is all about. That's right. Indeed. So, Hefe, talk to me, my brother. What's crack lacking man? Nothing. I was uh, thinking to myself. I've been thinking. Like, what brings me happiness and... Oh, wow. Joy and positivity. On that. What's one thing that brings you happiness? Uh, doing this podcast with you. Amazing. I know that. It's Absolutely. like a make-a-wish for you. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, my gosh, bro. What else? You know, I mean, I given, did, right? I, I was... In the grocery store the other day. Okay. There's one thing that brings me happiness. And I don't indulge a lot in candy. But one thing that does bring me happiness is Twizzlers. That's so funny you say that. Why? Because I was having a little cheat snack the other day. Oh, yeah? And my wife said to me... By the way, bro, you look amazing. Thank you, brother. Yeah. You as well. No, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. No, I am no. giving you praise. No, I'm I, telling you that you look amazing. And I appreciate it. Yeah. You don't have to give it back every time, bro. Well, it's a given. I will take that. But it's a given yeah. that you look great all the time. So I don't know. I, there was a... Look, I definitely put on the COVID-15. Okay. Okay? And there was a period of time where I was spiraling out of control. I mean, I packed on some LBs and it did not feel good. Mm. And what were you up total? Do you even know? Probably like probably 15. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I've probably shed about eight or nine uh, over the last four weeks or so okay. because I was like, yo, I got to reset. This is crazy. And the world's opening back up and I'm going to get on stages and I'm like, I, I need to look good because confidence for me is a part of my game. Sure. So sure. I'm not going to turn into a, one of these old fat comedians. Right. right. So I'm like, that's just not going to be me. I'm not going to be able to deliver my full self if I go that, if I take that approach. And you know, like, uh, fitness and healthy lifestyle for the most part, well, just active living has been a big part big of just part. my life. Yeah. And so... That that period of time, I was just like, oh, yo, I got to get my shit together. Right. Yeah. So I, I feel good. I still need to work on the looking good part. I okay. mean, yeah. I mean, I, do I have beautiful facial features? Absolutely, man. My parents are, are beautiful people and they created beautiful babies. Yeah. So I'll give you that. Yeah. But everything else, I need to work on that. Can you tell the the... Stories. Oh, I thought you. No, tell. Of course, yes. Tell <laughs> our beasties 
the story that you used to tell up on stage about Beautiful Baby. Hold on, man. You try you trying to get me to do my set on the podcast? Just the one. <laughs> just the one joke. Yeah, so and this joke might be in an old episode. It was not. I was neglected as a kid. And the reason why is because I was an ugly baby. Okay. I'm right? sorry. Yeah. Uh, I get it, though, because my brother, my older brother, was a beautiful baby. Um, my brother, older brother's half black, half Puerto Rican. Uh, like, if Prince had a baby with Prince, that's how my older brother looked as a kid. So he got all the attention, man. And me, there's like no evidence of me even existing as a kid until I was like 10 years old. There's no baby pictures in the photo albums, nothing. There's one baby picture. And it's with my older brother of him holding me, probably just so the picture could get some attention. And I was telling my dad this, and I guess he was feeling some type of way. And so I went to go visit him. And this asshole pulls out an old family photo album picture. And he cropped all of these pictures from Facebook of me at the age of 42 and photoshopped them into these old ass family photo album pictures. He's like, what do you think? I was like, I look like a damn pedophile, man. Just quant- <laughs> you can't quantum leap me like that, man. What is this type of bullshit, dad? So yeah, man, that's how, that's, so that remains with me. This, I mean, there's no going back, right? There's no baby pictures of me. That's right. It's crazy. Just Legitimately, the baby pictures that exist of me are with my brother. It's like one of those old Olin Mills sets <laughs> that my brother is holding me as an infant. Mm. Ridiculous, man. Mm. No love. No love. Mm. So, yeah. But thank you for telling that, by the way. Absolutely, man. Uh, I'm sure our listeners enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, so there's hope for people. <laughs> nice. Nice. But so we were doing our cheat snack and I was like, she was like, oh, do you want Twizzlers? And at that moment, I was like, if I'm having a cheat snack, that is the last thing that the I would The last want. thing? Really? Why? Just. Was it just like waxy? Waxy. And, oh, man. Come like, on, bro. You know? So like back when I was big and Jeff. It was like, you know what? Give me three sleeves of Reese's peanut butter cups. Oh, yeah. All day long. All day long. Those were if my you jam. Free- Note, anybody, freeze. Put your Reese's in the freezer. Yes. Put them in the freezer. Veteran move. Oh, my gosh. Yep. That, 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 when I discovered that. There was an there was a whole new world of Reese's that opened up to me. <laughs> yeah. And then like so I used to bite the commercial, right? There's no wrong way to eat a Reese's. Uh-huh. Like so I would freeze them. Right. And then I would eat around. <laughs> and then I would chomp the top chocolate. And the bottom chocolate, so I was left with the peanut butter. Oh, my gosh, bro. That's so particular. It's so obsessive. Yeah. I used to do that with Swiss cake rolls. Nice. We had, growing up, we were allowed to have like one snack a night. 
and you would either go for the salty stuff or you would go for the sweet stuff. And right. me growing up, Little Debbie Cakes was my jam, right? Nice. I had a relationship with Little Debbie until I was like 37, right? And so Swiss cake rolls, my parents would buy those. And I used to like eat the chocolate off around and then you'd just have like the little ho-ho cake and then yep. I would peel it open. Ridiculous. Nice. Just ridiculous stuff, man. Nice. So... What was it? The Nutty Bars, little those Debbie's. were jam. See, nah, I couldn't do Nutty. My dad peanut butter and chocolate. I bro. think I think I I stayed away from the Nutty Bars because those were my dad's jam. Okay. And if they disappeared too quickly, we would definitely hear it from my dad. Oh yeah. So I I stayed away from those. But zebra cakes <laughs> was my jam. Are you giving me what? Are you shaking your head because you're not a fan of zebra cakes? I'm shaking my head when. Yeah, no, I, I didn't have... So I had them as a kid, and I loved them. But as an adult, I had them. And bro, they're if I better. could tell you... You better say they're better. No, I had one bite of a zebra cake, and I got diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> they are... You can feel the grit of the sugar yes. in that frosting, whatever that it is. It was that, overwhelming, bro. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I, I I get that. I can I can feel it on my teeth right now. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. And you know it's it's so weird that I, I mean I'm still a fan of zebra cakes. I, I I don't I don't keep a lot of snacks in my especially now right. I told right. you about the COVID fifteen, but um, I still I, well into adulthood, probably up until last year, I would get and it, it's probably a nostalgia thing too, right? Uh, just trying to connect to old sure. memories yep. of childhood. Yep. Uh, I would keep a box of some type of little Debbie cakes and have like a cake and milk at night. Nice. And it was just, and in my mind, for some reason, that would that would tell me after I ate that, it's time to go to bed now. <laughs> <laughs> Lights out. Yeah. So it's probably just a thing like, okay, after I eat this, I'll go to, I'll go lay down. It's like old people having tea, like chamomile tea or whatever it is. Right. You know what I mean? Right. One of those type of things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, we grew up on, on little Debbie cakes, man. Whew. Yeah. I was, a, so I always liked when I was a little kid. Like elementary school, I liked sweets. Back in the 30s? But. <laughs> yeah, see? Hey, kid, get take this butterscotch. <laughs> what, what is the worst candy back then? Hold on, finish your story, and then we'll get to the worst candy. So after that, I was like a chips kid. Chips? Oh, potato chips. But, yeah. Right. So like cheese doodles. I love cheese doodles. You know, uh... Like, that's how old I am. They came out with Doritos Ooh. when I was a kid, you yeah. know, like, um, but yeah, so it went from like sweets to chips. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, I did popcorn a lot. Yeah. I love, I love popcorn so much that my mom bought me like this plastic popcorn tins, the red and like to, to that looked like the red and white popcorn boxes. Like that was a Christmas gift. Wow. Uh, because I ate I I ate a lot of popcorn as a kid. I love popcorn. I love that's I, I love going to the movies. We love movies. Yep. I love going to the movies probably more so just for the popcorn mm. than the movie. Yeah. That 
the popcorn is definitely an attraction. Yeah. So did you have a favorite brand of popcorn? Well, I mean, you got to go over Redenbacher. Anybody that says Pop Secret, you need to take them out back and, and, so and beat them. Prior. So when I was a kid. <laughs> when I was a kid, over, back in I, my knew, days, I knew Orville. <laughs> he came by, <laughs> but they didn't have microwave popcorn when I was a kid. Right. Oh, they so had the, the pop on the They had oven. Jiffy Pop. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which was on the stove. Uh-huh. On the stove. On the oven. But <laughs> the brand I liked uh, Wise. With the little owl. Rice with the owl, yeah. So the butter popcorn. Oh my gosh. Because it was so salty. I loved it. Well, that's one thing that I've transitioned to, and all of my exes can attest to this, is that we went to the movie theater. I, I, I had to stray away from the butter because the butter was jacking me up. Right. And I just started asking for popcorn salt. Yes. Ooh, game, game, a changer. Did you have a favorite flavor? Just the salt, just the popcorn salt. So like now they have like cheddar flavor. Oh, no, no. See that, see that's different to me. That's like flavoring. Okay. And so when I think popcorn salt, I just think like. Just straight up salt. Just straight up. Yeah. Okay. Not like the, not like the little salt package you get in the, in the, in the napkins with the, 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 the. Plastic spoons, and I'm talking about like the popcorn salt. So much matter of fact, two days ago, so for my for my birthday or for Christmas, my mom bought me an air popper popcorn machine. And they don't sell popcorn salt, at least in some of the grocery stores around here. Okay. I was on Amazon the other day looking for popcorn salt, girl. <laughs> the struggle is real. The struggle is real, yeah. man. What world are we living in right now? I'm on Amazon looking for popcorn salt. Toy, oh toilet gosh. paper and popcorn. Salt. Yeah, seriously, right? Oh my gosh! Because after you eat all that popcorn, you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Oh man, childhood, childhood memories. I, especially now, I think that you know I've, I've uh, broken the barrier of forty years old, and I find myself thinking about childhood a lot, and. And because of Facebook, you can keep up with childhood friends. Sure. And I've reconnected with some of them. Not that, I don't know if reconnected, you know, I mean, you have, you build bonds with some kids growing up that will always be there. Yep. That's what I think. Yep. And no matter how long it is that you no speak No matter through, how long it is. You pick right up. You pick right up. And I had a, a core group of <laughs> had a core group of, of uh, four friends, four four friends for sure. Um, and so it was there was KT, there was Maurice, there was Lil Billy, uh, there was Fat J, and then there was another dude who we call White Boy Drew because he was the white boy in the crew. Okay, but White Boy Drew and I. Were and I'll just call him Drew from now on. Everybody, we've established we've established his background. Uh, I if his <laughs> nickname is WBD WBD uh, WBD. So WBD and I uh, were like a, a separate pairing, aside from KT and everybody else. And 
Drew and I really bonded through basketball because all of us played basketball, but Drew and I had ambitions and continued to pursue basketball. Okay. And so we both got recruited to play on uh, play at a private school. So they were recruiting me, and then Drew and I, we had such a connection on the basketball court. It it was like it's one it's the stories you hear about that usually there's a there there are a lot of kids that grow up with some a best friend on a in the basketball world that is like that's their connection like you hoop with them they know where you're going to be right. they know how your game is you guys know one another's game like the back of your hands right and so that was me and Drew and he and I reconnected we met up uh, again after so many years, a few years back, and then we exchanged numbers and Facebook and all of that stuff. And now we exchange text messages and everything. And and uh, he's still with the same childhood sweetheart that he had. From, wow. I'm talking about back in the 90s. Like, they were childhood sweethearts. They married kids and all that stuff. So it's beautiful to see. And it's just so, it's so great because he still brings up stories about my New York Knicks and... And how I've been this diehard Knicks fan for my entire life, and he still rags on me, and he's Ugh. still like, "You never beat me in basketball. We gotta get a game, man." And I'm like, "Bro, you don't want this smoke right now. You don't want me right now, Drew. I'm in a different space, and I will spank you on this basketball court." What kind of shape is he in now? Uh, he is in. There was a period of time where uh, he just kind of, uh, you know, I'm not gonna put his business out there, yep, but yep. he wasn't in basketball shape. Okay. Right. And he's he over the years, he's uh, committed himself to, to a healthier lifestyle. And so now he wants to start throwing that stuff out there. I'm That's like, funny. bro, you don't want you don't want this smoke, man. I had to tell my brother the same thing. My brother used to spank me in basketball when we were kids. Uh, a, lot, a lot of people looked at him like he was talented in basketball and he was but that's not what he chose to do right but you know i spank him on the court these days these cat look i mean i am a youthful soul hey, brother. all i know is that i, I didn't mean to say i'm a youthful soul brother i'm a youthful <laughs> i have a youthful soul brother all i know is that there are times and you know i normally stay away from social media but when i do pop on here and there I'll hop on Instagram and I see your videos mm -hmm. just draining buckets. Mm -hmm. You put your phone down. Yeah. And I could tell that there's no sort of like you tampering with the mm -hmm. videos. Mm -hmm. Literally put the phone down, throw it up. Yeah. Swishing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just time after time after time. So Drew... Or big bro, just stay away from <laughs> Yeye's game. But there's so many memories like that of childhood. I mean, you know, we could, I could probably tell stories like that for days. But I think those bonds that you make with some individuals growing up just last forever. And it, I mean, it's a part of, it's a part of who you are. Oh yeah. Right. Those. The crew that I grew up with, KT and Maurice and, and Lil Billy and, and Fat J and Black J and White Boy Drew, they are a part of who I am. I still see my success today as their success. I still think about whenever I make it, making sure that there's something there for them to attach to as well. Right. Even if we haven't talked in 10, 15 years. 
Mm. Because that's how close those bonds are. Yeah. And I know how much they they poured into me right. as a kid. Right. Mm. Yeah, I mean, same thing. I, I had a crew. You know, I think of going to a, a sleepover party at my boy Seth's house. And we're sitting there and playing with toys. And, you know, we were little. Mm-hmm. And he had an older brother, Joey. Mm-hmm. And I remember one minute we're sitting there playing with army men at the top of the stairs. Mm -hmm. And the next minute, Joey threw us, like, put us into a giant pillowcase and threw us down the stairs. (laughs) What? Yeah. (laughs) One by one. Uh. Literally, from behind, pillowcase over the head, scooped us up, holding us. And tossing us down the stairs. And you loved it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, after the concussions were... Right, right, no, right. No, but I mean, like, stupid stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I remember Dennis sitting there with a croquet mallet. Mm. Somehow somebody's parents had one. And winds up, right? So... Sitting there, like, going back and forth, back and forth, slowly, and winding up the croquet mallet really fast and bashing Jeremy's sister in the face with it. Bro, what what, <laughs> what kind of abusive relationship were you in this, with these kids, man? <laughs> uh, we So, Derby Drive, right? Mm-hmm. It was the Derby Drive crew. And I love that, bro. I don't know. For some reason, I just thought about the Outsiders. The Outsiders, Stand By Me. Uh-huh. So we went on many adventures like Stand By Me. Mm-hmm. So behind my house was a little creek, like a tiny little creek. Mm-hmm. And so you had high tide, low tide. So when it was low tide, me, Jeremy, Steve, Ryan would just hop back there and start walking the creek line. Mm -hmm. Walking through these giant six, seven, eight foot pussy willows, Mm -hmm. just taller than us, just floating in the breeze. And we're going and muskrats running in and out of these little holes that Mm -hmm. were in the creek. Mm -hmm. And the creek eventually about... I'd say half a mile down would turn into a marsh. Mm. So you had your parts that were like watery and sticky and then some parts that were harder. Mm -hmm. And it was an open marsh. So no trees or anything like that. Right. The marsh led into a forest. Mm -hmm. So from my house, we'd walk down and go all the way down. So one time we're walking down and... Ryan gets stuck because he jumps from like higher ground to lower ground. Right. In his, up to his waist Uh in mud. Yeah. We try to pull him out and we're start sinking into the mud. We finally get him out. His shoes are gone. Uh Uh-huh. Nowhere to be found. Yeah. And we're kids. So we just leave. Bye-bye shoes. You know, like. Uh Uh-huh. He got a beating because he no longer yeah. had shoes by his parents. <laughs> that was his only pair of shoes. His parents were like, we would beat you with your shoes if you had them. <laughs> Damn right. His only pair of shoes. Yeah. So 
we're walking down. Now we're in the creek. So the giant pussy willows and everything else and the reeds and, and just everything that's taller than us. So we finally get to Jeremy's and we walk in and I see Dennis's back. It was Dennis, Jeremy, Steve, Ryan and me. Mm-hmm. Is covered from neck to waist with bees crawling all over his bees? back. Bees on his back. On it, bees on his back. <laughs> and we're like, "Oh shit, dude! Bees all over your back!" So <laughs> we, we, we run over to him and we're swiping at his back and everything else. So uh. bees are flying everywhere. And I look over, and there are bees on Steve's back. I'm like. <laughs> Holy shit, dude, there are bees on your back. And then I'm looking, looking. I'm like, holy shit, everybody got bees all over yeah. their back. Uh-huh. Why they were only on our back, I have uh-huh. no clue. Uh-huh. So we're rolling around on the ground trying to get the bees. Bees are flying everywhere. They're stinging us. Uh-huh. And just, we're cursing. And yeah. So finally. Bro, I can, I can, I see that in my head. Just a bunch of kids rolling around uh-huh. fighting bees off. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So funny as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, crazy shit. So as a kid, and I, I'm going to say as a boy, because I don't know of any girls right. that were into it, but bro, we used to climb trees. Mm-hmm. That is one of my fondest mm-hmm. memories mm-hmm. as a kid. Mm-hmm. And in the neighborhood, we had trees, bro, that, I mean, as a kid, they seemed like they were 100 feet tall. Right. But there were some even as an adult, there were some trees that were like three stories high. Yeah. I don't know how tall that is in feet, but they were big. Mm -hmm. We used to sit there, climb them and hang out. Yeah. Just sit there Uh and bullshit for like two hours. Yep. Looking around, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. so-and-so would be walking their dog. Mm -hmm. Oh, look at this asshole walking, you know, talking to each other. Uh Oh, look at Miss blah, blah, blah. She's got big boobies, you uh-huh, know, like uh-huh. as a kid, yeah. you're just talking. And we're up there one time and Dennis loses his footing and falls down to the ground. Survives, mm-hmm. broke his arm, mm-hmm. but it's like, holy shit. We climb down real quick, call, boom, he's gone. Me and Jeremy climbed right back up the tree. Yeah. Like there was no fear as a kid. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. It's so, it's, I mean, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful just to think about how the things that brought us together as kids with other kids, like just sitting in a tree for hours. Yeah. Right. We used to stand in front of Winn-Dixie for hours. Doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. Came to the point where like the managers and the cashiers and everybody knew us because we just hung out at the Winn Dixie. Right. Right. And I mean, this is this is uh, high school years, late middle school, high school years. Before that, you know, I'm a military brat, and so we moved around quite a bit. But yeah, I just remember sitting out in the grass with other kids. Yeah. Just sitting there, yeah, doing nothing but just enjoying the company of one another. Talking, yeah, just talking, man. Yep. And th- those are such beautiful memories. Yeah. 
And I remember the, the faces of all of those kids that I hung out with. You know, I don't remember everybody's name except for the ones that I really formed bonds with. But I can remember the faces of all of these kids. Man, there was a there was this kid named William that I hung out with uh, when we lived in North Carolina, and he was like my buddy, and he was into running. <laughs> I I I don't know why at that age like anybody would be into running, but he was into running, so he would run all the time, and I would never run with him. But I just remember hanging out with him and just like doing nothing, right? Doing nothing. Now, I picked up a basketball when I was 10, and that's when I really started to play. And there was a kid named Corey, another kid just a few years older than me, that taught me how to shoot because my brother was an a-hole and he didn't he was he didn't want to teach me how to play, right? Ugh. But this dude, I remember he would stay at the basketball court with me and just have me at the free throw line working on shooting a basketball until the lights came on on the basketball court. He would stay there with me. Mm. Wow. It's, I mean, it's, it's, there, there, there's such great memories, man. And I, I, you know, it's interesting to think back on those childhood memories and, and think about how, um, how important they are to us now, especially, but how they, they formed who we might be as adults. Right. Yeah, it's funny. Like when, when I was just spitting the stories of my childhood, like when I said, like, we had no fear, you know, it kind of saddens me that mm-hmm. now as an adult mm-hmm. that, you know, everything I do I'm thinking twice about. Right. You know, and not saying that not doing that as a kid is a smart thing yeah. to do, but it was responsible not to have that <laughs> inhibition, you know, and, yeah. and just, yeah. just to enjoy life mm-hmm. without a care mm-hmm. was a beautiful thing. Yeah. And I mean, some people still do it. Some people like, yeah. You know, they travel the world and they go live off the land and they and they go to different countries and they, you know, they meet the people and and they do all those things. And it's it's so beautiful to see. And that childlike behavior is admirable. Yeah. You know, as as adults, obviously, if you can be responsible with it or whatever, but it's just admirable. Yeah. Man. So when you say that those relationships and and those experiences formed who you are, what do you mean by that? You know, one of the things for me is giving reverence to the past. And I never want to forget uh, where I came from. And those individuals, that that's where I came from. And it's important to me that they know that they made an impact on who I am right now in a positive way. And they probably saw, just as I did for them, they saw things in me that they admired and I saw things in them that I admired. And 
and I still seeing where they are now still admire uh, the things that they're doing and I think that uh, or I would hope that we almost saw the future right hmm. I would hope that the connections that we made with those friends that lasted for decades and decades is because we saw the future in one another. And a lot of that was getting one another through all of those things that you go through as a kid. Right. And I think that's what I mean by they helped form who I am. Like Drew, for example. Drew would Drew was a couple years older than me. And so he was driving before me. And Drew would come and pick me up. And we would go to places and play basketball all day long. Had Drew not come to pick me up and push me to continue to play basketball, I mean the game you know, I'm not some kind of superstar at basketball or anything, but the game of basketball did so much for me. And a lot of that was because Drew was my ace when it came to basketball. And, and, and I think any basketball player knows that there's the saying, ball is life. Like, you live your life through basketball, through the lens of basketball. And so Drew was the person that helped me continue to play because a lot of my friends didn't continue to play. Right. Kyron and, and Black J and Fat J and Maurice, those cats, man, like I was, I think I was one year older than all of them. And so I think they saw something in me that helped keep them straight. And uh, I, I saw <laughs> so much so to the point where somebody gave us like a fifth of Mad Dog one time and I snatched it and I poured it in the ground. And so I got the nickname Square because I was like, we shouldn't be doing this stuff. <laughs> but it's probably those moments like that that might have left some kind of mark on them to be like, maybe he's right. Right. You know? Right. And so I think it's little moments like that that you remember that you go back to and you realize and recognize like that right that moment right there started to form who I am today. You know? Mm. So when Drew thinks about it and he's like, man, I used to pick Jason up all the time to go play basketball and Jason was just as important to me as I was to him. But he can look back and say, Playing basketball with Jason all those years helped form who I am. Right. Chiron, Chiron and I were best friends. <clears throat> and I mean, we were inseparable. And so Chiron might be able to be like, look back and say, man, some of those moments with Jason helped form who I am. And I can look back and be like, the moments I spent with Chiron. Help form who I am. Right. You know? Right. And I just think that we, when we might feel like we're 
lost in space at times. It's good to reflect and remember where we came from and give reference to the past and try to and try to conjure up those moments and be like, oh, that that's who I am. That's a part of me. I can figure this thing out. And then still be able to reach out to some of those folks and be like, hey, you remember? And then you just get like moments of inspiration and, and joy and, and elation and you feel like you can move on to the next moment. Amen, brother. Oh. Yeah. It's funny. So when I got kicked out of Oceanside High School and they transferred me to school in Queens, uh, sports became a huge part of my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's funny that you mentioned all that. So like I was on every single team, mm-hmm. you know, like basketball, volleyball, softball, baseball. Uh, the weightlifting team was my favorite. I mm-hmm. loved just lifting weights. Mm-hmm. Always hated cardio. <laughs> loved lifting weights. But so it's like I remember, you know, it, it was kind of my first time of being on a team, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think back like with Erskine and Leon and Vinny and Bobby, like we we were in a circuit of other schools and we like whooped all the other schools' butts mm-hmm. in Queens. And it just meant the world to me to feel that like I'm a part of something. You know, man, it's <laughs> it's the support system. Yeah. Oh, man, it just. Wow. We yeah. sound <laughs> we probably sound like a bunch of old farts right now to people listening. Like Back in my day, these guys here. Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah. But you know what, though? If there are some people who are younger who are listening to this, just know that. These are the days in your life Mm -hmm. that at one point you will be looking back on Mm -hmm. telling your stories and memories. Yeah. So live life and make those experiences to where you have those memories to look back on. Yeah. You know what I love right now is that we both, we both have dropped into our Delilah voices. People are like, Delilah. So I'll be um, John Tesh. <laughs> Will you be, is that who you want to be, John Tesh? I'd, I'd like John Tesh money. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> I, wouldn't I, I bet Delilah got some bread too, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is Delilah still around? Yeah. Oh, speaking of Delilah, Sleepers in Seattle is one of my favorite movies ever. That was a good one. Yeah. It was it, a good d- one. Isn't Delilah's, is Delilah in there? I'm not. I, Doesn't I, the kid call, is that Delilah who he calls? I can't remember. Oh, my gosh. I can't remember. Oh, you need to go back and watch Sleepless in Seattle. So there was uh, a conspiracy theory that Delilah now, because she is still over mm-hmm. the airwaves right. playing music, doing her, okay. doing her thing, Yeah, that it's computer speaking in her voice. Don't tell me that. Yeah. But... There's a conspiracy theory. Oh, my God. But what a way. 
what a way to carry on like right oh my gosh it's fascinating you figure it could be done now right because you have your phone talking in a certain voice right and a gps so why couldn't you just program yeah something in somebody else's voice yeah it's sad but it's good yeah (laughs) and so speaking about childhood like i look back on all our conspiracy theories that we had Mm. back then and it was very, very funny so Oh man, are are there? I talked about Drew a lot. Was who was who was one of your Drews? Jeremy was was my brother. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I know I've spoken about him before on the pod and mm-hmm. said that every childhood memory that I had it was he was right by my side and. Mm-hmm. Um, the stupidest things, like he had a boxer named Sam, a -hmm. dog, Mm -hmm. boxer breed, that when we were so little, we used to ride on his back. You know? Really? Yeah. Yeah. And as we got older, we would hop on our skateboards and hold on to his leash as he pulled us down the block on Mm -hmm. our skateboard, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, You know, the good stuff, like, when I would get out of line at his house, like his dad would whoop my butt. Right. And then right. call down the block. So yeah. when I walked six houses down the block, I got another whooping. Like, mm-hmm. it was good times. Yeah. You know? And I say that, like, some people would be like, that's abuse. Like, mm-hmm. that's what it was like yeah. growing up back in my day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but my house, his house was like my house, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I could just walk in the door and be like, hey, and everybody, his two sisters, mom and dad would be like, hey, Jeff, you want something to eat? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, not even blinking an eye. Yeah. You know? And uh, truly, you know, like, you talk about, like, your crew and, and wanting to take care of them. So Jeremy passed in an accident when he was 25 years old Mm -hmm. today he would have literally today Mm -hmm. uh he would have been 50 years old yeah and you know i think about us talking about like when we have kids they're going to be best friends Mm -hmm. just like we were Mm -hmm. and grow up together yeah and have those experiences you know i think uh I know that much of my life working so hard in my mind was that I want to make him proud, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I know obviously I'll never know if he is, but that's the way I live my life. Yeah. Wanting to. You know, on the day that he passed and on his birthday, I always put something on Facebook because mm-hmm. I never want his memory to go away. Right. I never want his name to fade from people's minds, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So he was he was my brother, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm sure him and every extension of him is super proud Thank you, of you, bro. Thank you. So... You should you should know that for sure. Yeah, and you know what? It it 
I just got emotional talking about it, but, and I don't want this to be like a Debbie Downer thing. Like he lived his life to the max, mm -hmm. you know, like kind of, we had a discussion with De Leon mm -hmm. and about how he just goes for stuff. Right. That was Jeremy. Yeah. You know, like he doesn't want to be the guy saying, what if I would have done this years from now? Mm -hmm. It's like, no, I'll do this. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and I'll remember it. Yeah. So, you know, it's when the, the pain of the grief and everything else and the loss, like I look forward to it now because it kind of keeps me in check, mm -hmm. you know, and it makes me think about all of these childhood memories that we had together and mm -hmm. it brings a smile to my face. Yeah. It's not a thing of sadness. Yeah. Celebration. Yeah. You know, so. Hmm. Thank you for sharing that, bro. Yeah. Man, I, I miss childhood, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I miss, you know, I, I, I miss those relate, those types of relationships. The innocence. Man, just adulthood. What? Oh, man, adulthood. <laughs> Somebody lied to us. Yeah. No, but so I think of you spend all your time as a kid saying, I can't wait till I'm older. And we spend all of our time as an adult saying, God, remember those days? Yeah. And it's just so sad. That's why I hope that people live their life. Mm -hmm. Don't. Don't not do stuff mm -hmm. because you're scared or because you don't want to. Like, if you don't do these things when you're young and middle-aged, you'll look back and say, what was my life about? Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, and I, you know, for me, I... I I've met, I, you know, obviously we're, we're adults. We've lived... <clears throat> <clears throat> uh, in so many different ways and encountered so many different people and, and uh, made so many different connections, but there's just something special about long-term relationships and cherishing those and growing with people And I, I believe in my heart of hearts that even without social media, I, I, that's, that's the thing, right? It's like, who would you continue to be connected with without all of this social media stuff? Right. Right. And the, it's the people that we mentioned. It's the Chirons and the Drews, right? Yeah. And, uh, I just, those relationships are so special and I think that if, <laughs> if you're feeling down in some type of way, maybe reach out to a childhood friend Yeah. and just get your spirits lifted yeah. and just reminisce, man, it's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it's... This is definitely a 
Delilah episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're right. Like the look on, cause I felt the way that I looked and looking at you telling those stories, like it's utter glee. Yeah. That I, was yeah on same, our face. Across, same across from you, bro. you know, yeah. like, and who the hell wouldn't want to feel that? Mm-hmm. Like, remember those times, everybody, yeah. you know? Yeah, absolutely, man. Whoosh. Oh, man. Uh, Big Jeff, you know, I, this is this is beautiful. This is, I mean, I, we might just be hitting it over the head a lot right now, but it's just, like you said, it's, it's just it's something that moves you when you, when you think about those types of memories and, and giving reverence to the past and, and maintaining those, those types of relationships. There's, there's something to it. There's something to it that is the essence of life. That is why we're here. That, that is what keeps the universe moving. And you know, and I know it's, it's kind of foo-foo, but it's not, but it, I I just I truly feel that. Uh, it's, it's just it's something special that I think people should hold on to dearly. Amen, brother. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the point in this episode. At least I believe, if Jeff is with me, yes, that sir. Uh, Big Jeff. You know, you know, Big Jeff. Man, Jeff has music in his soul, in his bones. Back in the days, Jeff was in the band, and they used to play everywhere and win competitions and everything, and it's, and it's in his blood. And we've come to the point in the show where Jeff takes the emotion of the episode and finds a song to sum it all up. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff's Joint. Bro, I can't. You know what, man? I won. Have you played that before? Yes. No. As a a a Jeff's joint? As a Jeff's joint? Okay. Okay, because I would have got on you if you played that before. I need you to remember the ones that you played. I do, sir. Uh, Second of all, Nickelback, bro? Listen, you can make fun of Nickelback all you want. Uh Anybody can. Uh But the the specific... (laughs) Reason why Jeff's joint is here uh-huh. is to tie together what we've to- spoken about right, with right. a song. Okay, okay. Now, if you just take the the band Nickelback <laughs> out of it, okay, okay. Lyrically, uh huh. Why, why, why did it speak to you? Because it's about somebody looking through childhood photos and not seeing themselves as a baby. and seeing a 30 year old man paste it onto a child's body (laughs) no but looking back and remembering all of those times Mm -hmm. you know and and having it touch them and and say wow look at all these times that we've had and Mm -hmm. and it's kind of sad that it's just once in a blue moon that it's when somebody looks at these photos mm-hmm. that they're remembering those times. Yeah. And to me, it just tied it all together and with the lyrics. And, uh, you know, I, I think that 
taking away from that, I think that all of us need to remember those times a little more, mm-hmm. more than once a year looking at some old pictures or, right. or thinking about something. Mm-hmm. You know, we, just looking at the way that we reacted to telling these old stories yeah and the joy that we got yeah why wouldn't we want to do that more often yeah so absolutely absolutely i love it man i love it i love your words (laughs) 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 you you were trying to get me to say i love nickelback but i wasn't gonna go there i I knew that wouldn't come out of your mouth (laughs) (laughs) oh man so i guess that leaves the beast mode moment yes sir and if I were to uh, offer up a beast mode moment, bless you. Thank you. Uh, that was my beast Nickelback gave you an yeah, allergic reaction. I'm aller- allergic, allergic to Nickelback, bro. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, I think that during those formative years, when we're discovering who we are is where we start to formulate our own values. Some of those things come from maybe our family, uh, but I think some of our own values, if we look back at our childhood memories and the connections that we had and and how we interacted with with others growing up, that we could probably find the root of our values now. And so if you ever feel like you might be losing sight of your values, opening up that old photo album, going through those memories, reaching out to old friends, uh, might help you root yourself back into your values. Mm. And that's your beast mode moment. Love it, brother. Brother, man, Jeff, I appreciate you, man. I love you, bro. This, all oh, this love episode, you, man, you, you, you trying, to, trying to rip my heart out in this episode, bro. Oh my gosh, Delilah! Shout out to Delilah, man. Yes, it, and 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 I guess shout out to her computerized voice as well. <laughs> right. I, I just hope that from this episode, that we, through our storytelling, put mm-hmm. a smile on people's faces. Yeah. But if they're still listening, when they're done listening, that they can open their own photograph book you know and Mm -hmm. look at the good times and pick up the phone like you said and Mm -hmm. call that childhood friend or Mm -hmm. or maybe just sit back in your comfortable chair and just relive some of your childhood memories share those memories share the memories yeah celebrate those those people that came up with you and yeah yeah Big Jeff, I appreciate you, brother. Ditto. Thank you for being here, everybody. Um, Until next time, this is Yay Yay Martinez. This is Big Jeff. Peace. See ya.